Welcome to the Holistic Healing Connection podcast with your host, holistic practitioner and mentor, Amber Cook. Join Amber and her guests weekly for insight and practical tips to help you succeed on your path to wellness. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com, nurturing business, cultivating health, growing community. Your one-stop holistic health resource, HealingWaze.com. Hi, I'm Amber Cook. I've spent my life practicing and experimenting with holistic and alternative healthcare because I believe it is the real healthcare, the way to well-being. So stick around because your holistic healing connection starts right now. Hello, and welcome to today's episode with my guest and one of Healing Ways' founding members, Gail Serna. Gail Serna is a psychic medium, a teacher, and a spiritual counselor. She doesn't just give readings on love questions, right? Like, when am I going to find the love of my life? When am I going to get my perfect dream job? She really likes to dive in and help people heal their lives. Her passion is teaching others how to develop their own intuition so they can have a more joyful and full life. In this conversation, we talk about vibrational awareness, and she gives great tips on how to raise your own vibration. And the vibration here we're talking about is an energetic one. It's something we all have, we carry with us, and it really does help determine the path of your day, the path of your life, your health, your joy. And we talk about dimensions, and that actually is something sort of new to me. So Gail talks about each of the dimensions and what we can do to reach the different levels in the dimensions. She shares her personal journey through spirituality and trauma and the stigma of being a psychic or even just an empath and what she's doing to raise her own vibration. Gail uses many different techniques when she helps heal and support others. And in this talk, we break down those techniques. They include psychic readings, mediumship readings, channeled readings, and spiritual counseling. Do you know the difference? Before talking to Gail, the difference was still a little muddy to me. So I'm hoping you can kind of get something from it as well. Gail's work is particularly helpful for those who've been through traditional talk therapy, like many of us have. And sometimes, although traditional talk therapy is very, very helpful for some of us, it still doesn't get really deep in there and get more to the root cause. So working with Gail, and I personally can attest to this, that you do feel like you can cope even better and that you can just feel better, more at peace about the situation. You can learn more about Gail and all of her work at the show note links. There's many of them there. We've got her Healing Ways profile, and all her social media links, as well as her website, gailcerna.com. Enjoy. So I am here today with my friend, Gail Cerna. Gail is a psychic medium and spiritual counselor, and is also one of Healing Ways' founding members. She enjoys teaching people how to develop their own intuition and spirituality. So hi, Gail. Thanks for being here today. Hi, Amber. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. It's been a long time coming. Um, we have so much to talk about. Uh, we're going to just, you know, try to keep this on track because I feel like we could just talk forever. Um, so much good stuff. 
Gail, you have so much to offer, especially now with um, your intuition classes. Uh, but first, I'd like to chat more about your background a little, um, because I understand from our conversations that you grew up with some anxiety issues as a child and earlier on in life, and then um, had a pretty big family trauma happen in your late 20s. Um, so I'd like you to tell our listeners more about that and how it brought you, both all those experiences brought you to where you are today, personally and professionally. Okay, thank you. Um, yes, um, when, when I was young, I was one of three children. I was the youngest in my family. And by the time I was born, my mom and my dad had already like separated. Their marriage wasn't going well. And um, here I was coming out into the world, and that's growing up, I was a highly sensitive child. I didn't really realize what being a highly sensitive person was or why I was or um, being empathic, but being raised in the environment I was, I was always judging other people's um, energy and personality around me, yeah. and I was highly affected by yelling or screaming or whatever what was going on in my house trying to judge how not to upset other people based mm. on my own behavior yeah um, so then by the time i went to school in elementary school usually kids lose those sensitivities i didn't lose mine um, mine became even heightened so school nonetheless wasn't really a safe place to be either because i wasn't like the other kids Mm -hmm. And so I was bullied when I was going to school. Um, so through just the years growing up, I had to really learn how to stand in my own power, um, really live in my own inner integrity. Fast forward to my late 20s, my dad committed suicide. And that was um, highly traumatic, as you could imagine. Yeah. And I went to traditional therapy. There's definitely a need and a place for traditional therapy because it helps you to cope with your daily living so these trauma experiences don't come out at odd times and make you have these emotions that you can't control. So, so people need traditional therapy after having trauma experiences like that. Yeah. But what really relieved my suffering at the end of the day, I sought out a psychic medium. I wasn't really like interested in spirituality a whole lot at that point, but I had a friend who was totally into it, and she referred the psychic medium to me. And that one session, she brought through such evidence that I knew she was talking to my dad, and I felt this trapped energy leave my back. And that was such an odd experience yeah. to feel the energy and to emotionally have somebody relieve my suffering, or her as the catalyst of the divine, relieve mm -hmm. my suffering. And that I was hooked from that point forward. And that's what led me to be the spiritual intuitive that I am today. Mm. So did she help you realize that you were also psychic? Um, you know, everyone's born psychic. We okay. do lose our psychic abilities based on experiences that happen in our life, especially if there's no one to help cultivate them. Mm. A lot of people... Um, can see spirit and all types of different things with energy growing up and they get really scared. So they kind of close that piece off by doing different things. Like, unfortunately, some people turn to bad behavior mm -hmm. um, 
you know, to mask it, drugs, alcohol, things that aren't really good for people. Yeah. Um, other people just completely close it off and don't want to have anything to do with it because they don't understand it. And then there's others that say, well, this is what I am and embrace it. And they're psychic mediums because they had it since birth. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you either have it since birth and you never lose it and you cultivate it because there's someone helping you and guiding you mm. or in my case um it came back it it was something I cultivated later on in my life based on an experience that led me down the path mm, okay and so that came after you had had your session with the psychic medium yeah correct okay. and so before that you had mentioned that you um weren't really big into spirituality before you talked to your friend after your dad had committed suicide. Is that correct? Uh, I had talked to my, my friend and I um, were always super close. And then I was talking to her more and more about spirituality. And she goes, well, um, if you want, you know, she told me about this lady that she knew that was a psychic medium and she felt it would be a good idea for me to meet that lady. And she realized I'd gone through my therapy, but I was still, like kind of bummed out <laughs> on yeah. a basis. Even though I could cope, I was still not not happy. Like I was, I didn't have joy. So mm -hmm. that was sort of her her way of helping me to find joy was leading me to this person. Mm, nice. So did you grow up with any kind of religion or spiritual base, even though you weren't really quote unquote spiritual? Um, did you have any kind of spiritual or religious back background? Interestingly enough, um, I was raised by two parents who were Jewish. Okay. They both had really like direct relatives who were very impacted by the Holocaust. Mm. And, um, in the case of my dad, as a little boy, they left Europe right at the time when the Nazis invaded his town and he fled to Harbin, China. Their family fled. He was born in Harbin, China. Wow. They were waiting to get into either the U.S. or Israel. So they left one area that was really volatile, not safe, only to go to another area that was really volatile. Yeah. So my uh, dad grew up with just a ton of anxiety of safety issues himself. Mm -hmm. And um, his mother, of course, had them tenfold. Yeah. Um, so... Um, uh, it's it's conditioning. It's it's a lot of conditioning that you don't even realize that's seeping into your subconscious mind at yeah. a very very early age. Yeah. So you have all the anxiety and the uh, familial trauma history, and really no spiritual guidance. Correct. And my parents um, didn't believe in God, and I feel they didn't believe in God based on the experiences that his family endured yeah. and also my mom's relatives endured. Uh -huh. um, you know, how could there be a God if there's such evil in the world, you know, like that kind of yeah. scenario. So I grew up, um, when I would talk to my parents about their belief in God, they would just say, oh, if you just stand on your own two feet kind of thing. So we <laughs> were what's called, um, I always get those terms mixed up, but I'm agnostic or uh-huh um, there's two terms i guess agnostic <laughs> yeah agnostic and you were you wouldn't really would be considered atheist 
Right. It would be agnostic, no belief in God, because we celebrated all the holidays. Okay. Because <laughs> that's fun. All the Jewish holidays. Yeah. We just didn't, didn't have a belief in God. Okay. Okay. So, um, so when you, you saw a psychic medium, she helped you through the trauma of your dad's suicide, um, helped you kind of find your own psychic abilities again, bring them back. And sounds like kind of gave you the confidence to move forward and helping other people. What was the time frame between you first starting to explore this and then deciding to do it as a profession to help other people? Well, you know, no one in my family, including my husband, by the time I was married, mm -hmm. they weren't really into the energies of what they kind of, my husband had a whole different viewpoint of what he felt being a psychic was based on, you know, his upbringing. Uh -huh. So I really had no support. And I knew that it was sort of like a taboo kind of a subject. Yeah. I literally didn't come out with anything um, until like 2011 when I ended up getting cancer, breast cancer. Mm. And then I realized because part of the journey of having cancer was that I really wasn't living in my own inner integrity. And like in 2012, I had my friend over, I had a procedure um, from something with the reconstruction surgery I'd had. So I'd had a procedure in 2012 mm -hmm. and I had a caregiver with me who was my dear friend. And she helped me set up my Facebook business page. And it was at that point, I actually, on my personal profile, changed my career from executive recruiter, which was my day job, uh -huh. to professional psychic medium. Yeah. I'll never forget what that was like. And um, I, I could understand what it must be like for someone who's um, trying to come out of the closet if their you know, sexual orientation is different from what they were born with, let's say. Yeah. I could yeah. really relate to that. Yeah, I bet. I bet. The shame, the fear, um, just all all of that. That's so how were how was that taken by people close to you? Um, my own family, um, most people, if they were weren't interested, just didn't really react or say anything if I would post something on social media um that had to do with spirituality or whatever. Um, but a few times I remember having holidays and my brother would come and talk to me. And I remember trying to do a reading for my sister-in-law and he kept coming into the room. Like he wanted to hear everything that was going on. And back then I was so nervous and so in my ego that it wasn't really the most accurate reading. <laughs> it didn't really set itself up for the type of um, experience that could be delivered. Cause he was like, you could tell he was interested because he kept kind of coming in, checking yeah. on what we were doing. And, and I just finally told my sister-in-law, this isn't the right place to do a reading. And we ended it and we never picked it up again because they're not really like open to it. So through yeah. the years, I just don't talk about it with people. And mm -hmm. if I get around my husband's family, they're more traditional or my family that's more traditional. Um, they know I have my own business and I just say I have my own business. Like I don't even discuss because people also have a stigma if you have an online business. Uh-huh. They don't get that either. Yeah. Like, yeah. Know, they think being on Facebook for too long or whatever, it's like a thing. Why are you on Facebook so much? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there's even I mean, there's just a huge stigma just going back to calling yourself a psychic. 
Yeah. There's huge stigma around that. Even, you know, way past people that aren't related to you, people, you know, personally, you know, there's, I still hear people, you know, call them or you call people who identify as psychics, um, things like fortune tellers and. Oh, uh, it gets a really bad rap in every movie. My husband and I watch, if there's a reference to psychic, he always comments, but I can say that through the years, I've had a huge impact on him too. And he's definitely softened a bit. And so he doesn't really ask me about my day-to-day dealings of like interactions with clients, but he'll be there as a sounding bridge and we'll talk about the business aspect of it or whatever. Nice. He's come around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So you talk a lot about spirituality and of course you're a psychic medium. Um, Are all psychic mediums in, are, are they also spiritual counselors or is that unique to what you do? That's unique to what I do. Everyone's practice is completely different from another. Yeah. Um, That's why so many different people will seek out different practitioners and they won't even really understand why they're with that practitioner. It's more like a soul to soul connection. Oh yeah. They're kind of seeing that person for whatever they're needing to see that person for. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I'm in my practice, I am a psychic medium and spiritual counselor. Nice. Nice. And does that have any um, connection to any certain religion or is? No, it's totally interfaith. It's, it's, it's really your own connection with your higher self. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So I personally, I mean, as you know, Gail, cause you're the person I worked with. I have worked with Gail, um, had a couple readings with you and, uh, it's, it's not what you imagine when you think of psychic, you know, what most people imagine. It is definitely more of like a counseling um, session. And there's definitely a very big spiritual component to it. I appreciate that because I, I know you've said it, like it's not, you don't necessarily want to, you're not the person people see when they're wondering if somebody likes them or if somebody's going to ask them out on a date or when are they going to get married? and that's not really your I don't thing. Like You're to more predict. into helping people yeah. heal. Right? Yeah. I don't like to predict time frames because it's free will choice and mm-hmm. that can change in a moment's notice in somebody's life. And then they're just going to come back and say, well, the guidance that person gave me wasn't accurate. Right. <laughs> um, so more my whole, my whole tagline and just mission uh-huh. is empowering people to make sound decisions mm. and helping people to feel greater states of joy, Yeah, which is really what it boils down to here on the earthly plane. That's the, that's the nexus of everybody's issues. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Definitely. Well, let's talk more about that because you have said, um, you've told me and I've heard you say it out loud to others that um, the key to happiness on earth is about vibrational awareness, mindset, and the different dimensions. I think I understand the first two pretty well. Um, you know, your vibration, your, your, your vibration attack attaches, or I'm sorry, um, attracts <laughs> vibrations that are similar and of course, mindset, a lot of us know about that. Um, but what is what are these dimensions that you're talking about? What does that mean? Okay, so it's not like you're traveling to a different realm, like having an out-of-body experience. Okay. That's not what I mean, for one. <laughs> it, it's a mindset. It's an awareness in your mind. It's, an, it's altering your state of mind. 
because uh, everything, like so many spiritual teachers are saying the same thing, because this is exactly how we manifest things on the earth. It's through our thinking and through our awareness, it's through our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recently became introduced this year to the Souls Collective, their collective energy made up of Ascended Master and Angel energy. And Ascended Master energy means it's souls who have lived here on the earth before. So it's just not angels that have like no clue mm-hmm. to help us. These are beings that have lived on the earth and they're all like being spirits who want what's best for humans. And one of the, the uh, things that keep coming up in the reading, a common theme, and this is, a, I turned it into my latest blog, is they're, they're concerned with the third, fourth, and fifth dimension. We have many other dimensions, but for the purposes of the collective energy that I channel, it's the third, fourth, and fifth. So the third is here on the earth, and most people live in the third dimension awareness where they uh, live in the past, and they're really governed by time, and they're wondering about the future. They're not really focused on the present. They are governed by their labels. I'm a mother. I'm a teacher. I'm a lawyer. I'm, I'm married. I'm not married. All that's really important. Money, lack of money is totally prominent within their thinking. And there's also this juxtaposition between fear and joy and love and hate. Um, So that's all earthbound. And that's why earth can seem like it's always out of control because if that's always your reference points in your thoughts, that's what you're creating as far as your awareness goes. Mm -hmm. We've been given tools and people know this and they've heard it from every spiritual teacher out there. But these tools are here to take us from the third dimension into the fourth. And that's being the gardener of your mind, the monitoring and the awareness of where your thoughts are at any moment, picking out those weeds or plucking those thoughts before they totally go off for your whole day or an hour or two hours in your mind. Mm -hmm. Stories you're telling yourself from childhood that just keep playing over and over, really dragging you down. Um, So just like a gardener would pull weeds that get out of control, you have to be the gardener of your mind, be aware that it's going on in the first place, and then start really using a positive affirmation statement that's comfortable for you to Mm -hmm. reframe your thinking. And so one of the things I do in a spiritual counseling session is go back to when you were little and help you identify, well, what stories are you telling yourself over and over again that were conditioned in you from your parents' examples? Mm-hmm. of just working closely with them. So once we can identify those root things, we can make positive affirmation statements in place of them. And then that's what you end up saying over and over in your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's first becoming aware, then it's using the positive affirmation statements. Sometimes it's every second of every day. And it's so incestuous in your mind, like weeds are, that it's, there's not even a calculation. You'd have to be a mathematician to figure out how often the thoughts are plaguing you. Mm-hmm. It goes on the seconds. There's no way to really quantify that. If oh, you maybe could, you'd have to be really good at math. <laughs> it's a statistician to figure that out. So the, the, the key is, though, is whether you're good at math or not, yeah. you can still be aware And then using your positive affirmation statements, um, going into nature is the number one other way to switch yourself. You don't have to hike. No one's saying you even have to go on a strenuous walk. 
Mm -hmm. Just put yourself in nature. <laughs> so you're handicapped. Even a handicapped person can sit in a park. Yeah. And then the other way is through the breath, through the yoga breath, the inhale and exhale breath, and mm -hmm. through the nose, out through the mouth. You can close your mouth, do the inhale through the nose, the exhale through the nose. Anything to just get yourself like aware. People snap a rubber band. I mean, whatever that is for you. Mm -hmm. So that's the second thing that moves you first is the awareness then it's the steps involved with going out into nature the breath work um, um, uh, doing something to change your focus like a hobby or anything that you really like mm -hmm. into the state of 4d those tools that you use that's your you're already moving from 3d into 4d Okay. And once you have established how to practice these tools and you're comfortable with it, um, then you'll start finding yourself more in the states of 5D where the joy resides. And that's the first level where the angels are. Mm. So that's kind of how I met them because I was really practicing um, being in the 5D and then working with my friend who had a healer coaching program. We were working on a different matter, but she um, toned my chakras and they were the 12 chakras, not just the seven chakras, mm -hmm. central energy centers up the base of the spine. And we have a ton of chakras everywhere throughout, but a lot of people know about the seven, but these mm -hmm. were the 12, the 12 were the spirituality chakras. And after working with her week after week and doing the special toning that she channels, um, and then having a lymphatic massage as well, at the same time, mm -hmm. was working on my head, and the desire, the desire is the biggest part to be in that 5D where joy is, because I didn't want to suffer so much anymore. Yeah. Brought me to meet the, the energy I channel, which is the soul collective. Mm, awesome. That's exactly how, and anybody can move themselves from 3D to 4D to 5D. Mm -hmm. It's also picking things in your day that bring you joy. What brings you joy? It's got, people say meditation. It's got to be beyond meditation. <laughs> so I have like one client who likes to dance in her apartment with the music really loud by uh -huh. herself. And somebody else who says, oh, gardening's my zen. Well, whatever that is for you, but find it. And it's mm -hmm. got to be more than just going out into nature. You have to have another key things throughout the day that bring you joy. Mm. What, what's something that brings you joy? Um, for for me, um, I I do love hiking. Like, uh -huh. like or I love just being by the beach. Um, I and I know that I say do something other than nature, but I physically make myself go into nature. Uh -huh. and that's the key part too. And um, even if I have physical ailments or whatever going on, I'll judge it and then depend on where I'm going to go. But what happens with me is immediately when I sit in nature at some of my favorite spots, um, Santa Monica or the parks nearby, I just immediately feel so much better. Like I feel the funky energy leave my back. Another mm -hmm. key piece of this, and you learn this in Intuition Development 101, mm -hmm. which is the class I teach, is um, how to do prayer protocols. Because if we're all in the 3D mindset, you have to be able to learn to clear your energy through prayer protocols. Mm -hmm. I do it in the morning when I wake up, I check in and I see if I'm feeling funky throughout the day. I'll recite them in my head. It takes just a minute. It's something you learn to feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. There's different variations of the prayers. The Lord's Prayer, which everyone knows works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. I try to say it at night and I also pray a lot uh -huh. and I meditate um, to set myself up to have a good day and a good night's sleep. Um, so all, all, thing, all those things help you to really tune into your psychic senses. And the, the huge key piece to this is we were never meant to separate from our psychic senses. You're supposed to live in tandem with your psychic senses and your physical senses. Mm. Your psychic senses is what helps you make strong decisions. Because remember, people feel in their gut. That's your mm -hmm. psychic property, feeling, right? Yeah. So if you're ignoring how you're feeling making decisions, you're probably in high states of anxiety a lot. Mm -hmm. But you're ignoring it. So you're going down the wrong path. Mm. So you teach people you teach people how to get to that fifth dimension through your spiritual counseling? Well, that is one aspect of spiritual counseling. But yes, if I feel that that's something that someone is needing, um, we'll definitely cover aspects of that for sure. And what are some of the things that you've noticed in your own life since um, reaching this level? So I am not like, okay, so the perception is that only monks are who pray all the time and live in a monastery, uh -huh. that they're the ones that can only reach this level of self-actualization or God realization. Okay. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone has the ability to reach the state just as everyone is psychic. Okay. You lose it and you have to bring it back to yourself. Mm -hmm. and the first step is the desire and the praying that you want it back. Um, and then safely to work with the energy. So there's a comfort level. Mm -hmm. so a lot of people don't want their psychic senses because they're afraid. Oh, so that's, okay. so they, and they also think tr don't trust that it is psychic guidance. That those are the two number one things that new people um, will get more comfortable with by mm -hmm. taking intuition development 101. Yeah. It's Trust and not to feel afraid that it is your psychic guidance and how to know. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, all these things uh, really helped me. Like, uh, I'm not a self actualized person. Like, I'm not 24 7 a self actualized person. <laughs> I don't really know anyone that is. Yeah. But what I can tell you is, I've been in that 5D experience more, more because I've been practicing these steps on a regular basis. And I, and I feel greater states of joy more throughout my day, which bring me more clarity. I'm not so depressed. Oh, okay. Um, so all that is super helpful. And I'm able to cope with dilemmas or issues that come up in my life. And I don't let it like ruin my whole day because mm -hmm. I had one thing happen with someone. Yeah. That set me like down, like spinning out of control. So I don't have that sense of spinning out of control anymore. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. <laughs> Refreshing. Um, you were talking about uh, it, intuition and psychic ability, kind of using them interchangeably. Um, are the two the same or are they different? Intuition. Well, I feel they're really the same. So okay. if you took Intuition Development 101, it would be Psychic Development 101. Okay. But Intuition Development 101 is a term that people that aren't, don't understand psychics or maybe psychics are scary. Yeah. Like my husband, as an example, loves Intuition Development. He loves that title. Uh-huh. Because that's something just everyone can do, whether or not you want to be a psychic or not. You're just trying to develop to make your own life better, enhance your own life. 
Um, so I changed the title because I'm not teaching people to be psychics. Now they will learn. It's a great introduction if you want to be a psychic yeah. as like a hobby or career or do something with it. But that's not the goal of the course. Yeah. So it's more just an intuition for daily living is really what it is. Nice. And so when you're helping teach people how to develop their intuition, what are some of the steps that you teach them? And, um, and you kind of already talked about why, why it's really important, but, um, yeah, what are some like just concrete steps? Um, like the first week we definitely go into what the energy centers are and I don't necessarily in intuition development 101 go into the, the 12 chakras. Mm -hmm. You could teach a whole class on chakras alone. Yeah. That's, knowledge. that's really more for the advanced 102 class. But what I do cover is the awareness of what the seven energy centers are. Um, and in each and every, there's two lessons for each week. It's a five week course for an hour and a half. And um, each week also has prayer and meditation as the component. Mm -hmm. And then um, we talk about like what your psychic property is. You identify your psychic property. I give you handouts. I give you follow-up material, um, books to read throughout the class if you want. It's, it's an experiential class, but you could make it academic if you wanted. Because mm -hmm. um, it is a class. To me, that's the difference between a class and a workshop. Yeah, yeah. The syllabus and what's on the syllabus, like the supporting material that's on the syllabus. And then um, there's there's just, we also go over using the angel oracle cards, how to use those. That's one of the exercises we talk a little bit about in the last two classes, what psychometry is. Um, that's the awareness of feeling energy off of an object. Mm, okay. Which is kind of the precursor to mediumship a little bit. Okay. Um, so there's different, um, and the prayer protocols is a huge lesson that we cover um, in the five weeks, getting people to really feel comfortable with reciting them. Because while you're in the 3D, those prayer pro protocols are kind of key. As you get more into states of 5D, you won't need the prayer protocols because it's your thoughts that are attracting what's happening to you moment by moment. Mm-hmm. So through the prayer protocols, do you have uh, steps? Like this is the first one you do, second, third? Oh, there's a whole sheet <laughs> of them. Um, there's ones you do in the morning. There's ones you do in the evening. Um, then there's different variations of, it's basically like see yourself grounding into the earth. Um, anything that's not your highest and best good. And I go through a whole list like thought forms, energy, um, Anything that's troubling you, uh, stories you're telling yourself, karmic contracts are all time space. Have your higher self release it into the light or forth love from your heart center. Visualize a color, pink, be of love. Um, and then you can say things like, I am healthy now, I'm financially abundant now, adjust all my chakras, my DNA, my cells, whatever you want to add. Mm -hmm. um, any situation you're trying to work out to your favor, you can say a little prayer during this mantra. And then it's seeing yourself with a golden bubble surrounding yourself from heaven or whatever high vibrating color you like. Mm -hmm. I say three times round. I re relate to the Holy Spirit. So I say the Holy Spirit bubble. Mm -hmm. But if you don't relate to the Holy Spirit, you could change up the words any way that suits you and use any color. You can even use Archangel Michael's robe of protection. See yourself going like that if you're going into a toxic situation. 
-hmm. You can put the sweatshirt shields up. So there's different variations of the prayers for every situation. Nice. A huge toolbox, it sounds like. Yeah. Definitely. And, and then, and yeah, and they are, a lot of people say you don't need the prayers, but it's, it's really, again, it's because you're in the 3D that you need the prayers. Mm, yeah. It's, it's so important to understand. It's what yeah. vibration are you in? Yeah. And that raises your vibration. Right. 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 And then, and then also the, the thing, the key thing is you can do all the work with the affirmation statements. We can go through a spiritual counseling session and identify whatever stories you're telling yourself. But guess what? Those thoughts that come into your scope will automatically reattach the stories. Mm. So the angels are cutting them. And they look like tree roots coming into your aura. They're yeah. cutting them, sending them into the light as we're asking, but they'll reattach every time. So you really, it's based on your thoughts. So you really have to monitor well, because there's even thoughts that we aren't actually aware of a lot of times, right? Like you said, you have to be just a math genius because there's thoughts that happen in our subconscious that we're not even aware of. Right. So those thoughts are going, so if you're doing these prayers and you're doing these affirmations, you're kind of overwriting those as well. Is that correct? Um, that's definitely a plus, but what you want to do is get to the point where like at this point I've been practicing these things so much mm -hmm. that a, I can even say, Oh, I've been thinking about that story for an hour. Mm. I can tell the time, you oh, know, wow. the time that the story has been playing over and over in my mind before I, I cut that. Yeah. And I reframe it with a positive affirmation, cut the cord. Nice. Yeah. So, so you get better at it. It's yeah. Practical. Um, I know that you, uh, I've heard and seen and seen some things about you doing cord cutting, um, maybe meditations. I'm not sure if that's the correct term. Do you still have any of that stuff available online? Uh, it might be in a blog. I think the blog is there. Okay. On your website. Correct. Okay. And we'll get to that at the end. Um, I don't want to miss out on this really important question that I have often wondered, I've been asked by a lot of people, um, especially when they tell them about you uh, and you know that whole stigma with the psychic thing. Um, yeah. So what is the difference between, because there's so many terms, but with there's psychic, having a psychic reading, having a mediumship reading, a channeled reading, and then I think we've already touched on spiritual counseling. So some more. Yeah. What is the difference? Psychic, mediumship, channeled. What does that all mean? <laughs> That's great questions, Amber. Um, so a psychic reading, a, when you're getting psychic information, it's basically going inside to the person's aura. Okay. And um, there's different things that kind of translate to colors you might see. It depends on what your psychic property is. I hear a lot. That's one of my psychic properties. So it's really going into the person's aura and seeing kind of like what's there based with on my psychic senses. I see a lot in my third eye. I know it. It pops in. Um, so that's that's your psychic awareness. Mediumship is soul to soul communication, and you use your spirit counsel to assist with with the communication. An intuitive means they have all the abilities kind of rolled up into one. Like if you read my website. I don't separate out, oh, you're having a psychic reading, you're having a mediumship reading, you're having a channel reading. If you book a reading with me, you get all the modalities into one. Okay. Specify, it'll be specified 
but then I just go with my own intuition on what I feel is needed in the moment based on what I'm sensing. Okay. Person in front of me. Um, and a channeled reading is a lot like mediumship, only you're really channeling uh, like a more of an energy base that um, may or may not have been human before. So like in my case, the Souls Collective is really made up of Ascended Master and Angel energy. Um, and no matter what the thing, one of the things, key precursor to anything with doing psychic awareness or mediumship or uh, intuitive work is always come from a place of love. That's mm -hmm. the overarching theme that is grounded into people when we do the class. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nice. So when I'm hearing channeled reading, um, mm -hmm. it kind of brings up an image of Whoopi Goldberg from Ghosts. <laughs> is that, that's, that's more mediumship. That's more that mediumship. Ghost, that ghost is like the earth. Mm. Not, not, gone, not gone into the other dimension yet. Okay. So <laughs> does that happen when you do a mediumship reading? Do you actually um, like... I protect myself. Okay. And I work with my spirit council, who I'm really familiar with, mm -hmm. um, to call in the correct energy. And sometimes you're in a reading, like I had a client the other day who wanted to hear from her husband. Yeah. And for some, whatever reason, the information coming through wasn't his, his evidence. It wasn't things that she could understand making, him, making her think he was with us. Mm -hmm. It related to another relative. And she's oh. like, well, why, why? why couldn't we reach him? And um, sometimes we're not meant to reach um, that person. We might be meant to reach another, another soul who's crossed over. So really the person should just kind of be open. Now I always do ask for a name, just like I always have people give me a question to get the energy going in the session. Yeah. There it flows. But you really have to be open and you cannot be negative. Mm -hmm. It can't be. It's, it's so important. And people are even the little bit of distrust. The information will not flow. No matter uh, how, how, how good the medium is. Okay. <laughs> so are there any factors involved with mediumship, basically? Are there any ways that you help, let's say somebody comes to you in complete distress um, because they are going through some big trauma like you did? Um, is there anything that you can do then to help, you know, bring them down, to bring them in that state where they're more um, easily open to what you're providing? Well, that's an interesting question. So I'm not a licensed therapist mm -hmm. and um, I will work with the person and tell them this is a psychic reading. So mm -hmm. we're going to have a psychic reading today yeah. and help them um, maybe to calm down, doing some visualization exercises, doing some breath work, um, doing some counseling work where we call in um, the people and on a subconscious level for them and a conscious level for the person that's maybe causing the trauma in the first mm -hmm. place. The meditation exercise. Um, if the person can't sit in meditation and prayer, um, then I might have them be quiet and perform Reiki and help cut the cords for them. Okay. Um, so at least they can come out feeling like they're a little bit more grounded. Yeah. And we might talk about, well, you know, 
there's really the emotional, spiritual, and psychological aspect of a whole person. So even though you came to me today for a reading, um, you might want to seek out maybe some support from your psychological aspects. Mm, nice. Yeah. Okay. And uh, going back to your Intuition 101 class, um, is that still something you do online or is that only in person in the LA area? I definitely do it online. Um, so I use Zoom as my platform. Okay. I'll, I'll, in fact, on my website, I don't even put times and dates for the online portion. Okay. When someone signs up and books it, and that's when I see that the payment's gone through. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I schedule the appropriate times with the person based on their schedule and mine. Mm -hmm. and one person or a group of people online, online's a little bit more flexible in that mm -hmm. way. Okay. Yeah. And then I also teach, if you're in the LA area, I teach in Los Angeles. Nice. And so what is your website? It's gailcerna.com. G-A-I-L-S-E-R-N-A.com. Perfect. Awesome. Is there any parting words, any la anything that you want to leave our listeners with today? Um, I'm very passionate about this work. My work is constantly evolving. Yes, it is. I'm just learning so much. And um, I, feel, I, I feel in my heart as people really bridge the psychic senses with the physical ones, they will see their life change in ways that will bring them more joy and clarity and being able to make sound decisions. Yes. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, thank you very much for being here today. I love chatting with you as always, and I look forward to the next episode. I'm sure we can do a whole one on um, just different steps on building your intuition and uh, so much more. I, I definitely want to even learn more about the fifth dimension. There's, it's so involved. So, um, thank you, Amber, so yeah. much. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Thank you. You've just listened to Holistic Healing Connection with me, Amber Cook. You can find out more about me and other holistic healers, coaches, and practitioners at healingways.com. That's healing, W A Z E.com, or on most major social media outlets. If you are a holistic professional and would like to be a guest on this podcast, please go to healingways.com to join. If you have been helped by holistic or alternative medicine, I'd love to help you share your story on this podcast to help inspire others. Please email us at info at healingways.com with the title podcast guest. And don't forget to come back every week for more holistic fun. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful day.